Welcome to another week of Living a Rich Life. Once again, I am your host, Rich James. In today's Living a Rich Life recent events, um, I'm sure you all have been watching uh, as they're, they're going to impeach Trump. I normally don't talk politics, but, you know, it's coming to the end of the line for this guy. And he's the only president that is going to be impeached twice. If, if that's not crazy, I, I, don't, I don't know what is. You know, we saw the episode at the U.S. Capitol uh, last week, and, you know, that's not a good look. That's not a good look, and I'll, I'll leave it at that. In other news, I believe James Harden is looking to, he's narrowed down his decisions when it comes to uh, playing uh, at a different team. I think it's the Nets. Um, not quite sure. Um, <laughs> I just got word it's official. He has been impeached twice. So what you going to do? President Trump is out, which is uh, should never got in, but that's my my opinion. So let's keep it going. Here on Living a Rich Life, we like to inform, inspire, and remind each other to live a rich life through six principles. Okay, those principles are good health, strong relationships, financial freedom, goals and achievement, extraordinary experiences, and philanthropy. And I have a great guest here today that's going to help me do that. So with that being said, let's talk about it. This gentleman, uh, our guest today, is on a mission pushing his art to change the world. He is the creator of Snaps and Laughs. Currently, you, you can see him on his YouTube, the channel. You can see him on YouTube, the channel, right? Um, he is the orator of verbal memoirs, and we're going to talk about that. Um, he has a unique style in all his own. It's just totally unique. I've seen this guy on several occasions. Um, he inspired me, and I said, hey, I need to get that brother on the show. So without further ado, please welcome my guy, comedian Sir Alex. All right. What's up? What's up? What's up, champ? All right. So uh, you must be playing a joke on us, Alex, because I can hear you, but I can't see you. No, there, there oh. it is. There it is. My bad. There we go. What's up? What's up? What's up, champ? I ain't nothing much. So, so first and foremost, how you doing, sir? Man, I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well, man. How about yourself? Well, you know, I, I can't complain. I often like to say I'm, I'm better than amazing, uh, you know, which is how I'm feeling these days, especially with Trump on a, on the outs. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. I I have no opinion about that. <laughs> okay, well, keep yeah. it at that. We'll we'll, we'll keep yeah, it at I that. I have no opinion. I I will say this. I'm looking What's forward that? to the I'm looking forward to the next show because I'm sure you'll have something on it. I'm almost certain of that. You know what? I may say a little something then. I may say a little something then. 
All right. Hey, listen, I want to say this, though, man. I want to say thanks for having me on. Uh, I appreciate this platform and what you're doing, man. Just, I feel honored. I, I said, me? <laughs> well, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So let's, course, get in, course, let's get into it. You know, I, I like to bring folks on the show um, that I feel, one, represent uh, inspiration, right? I, I think, one, your comedy is very inspirational. It is, it's funny, and I'll say funny as hell. So it's only fitting and proper that I bring you on my show, Living a Rich Life. And um, I like to say, be exposed, because this is Be Exposed uh, Radio. That's right, that's right. Man, I, I, I like, like I say, I love what you're doing, man. I love platforms like this that give artists and entrepreneurs a chance to really like, you know, give the side that people don't see, you know, and talk about a lot of the background stuff. It's cool. Exactly. So let's so let's get into it. So first and foremost, how did you get into comedy? Um, I I actually got into comedy by accident. Uh, hanging with a friend of mine, we were we were like going on job interviews, you know, trying to find something to do with our lives. We both leave the same job interview. We're sitting in the in the in the car. He kind of says to me, like, yo, like, you know, I be writing poetry and stuff. Like, funny, bro. Like, like, you know what, yo, I be writing as well, you know? And I'm hilarious. You know, he like spit something. I spit something. You know, he's like, dang, bro, we both like got potential type shit, you know? So he's like, bro, like, we could really try to do it. And when he, like, said it, it reminded me, like, damn, like, you know, when I was a kid, I used to say that a lot, you know, like, watching, like, Eddie Murphy and watching, like, Steve all in the day, always to say, like, yo, I really want to do stand-up. Yo, I want to do comedy. But, you know, people try to tell you to do things that's, quote-unquote, more realistic, mm-hmm. you know? And so, like, like you can hear the stories, like, that's what I found myself doing. Like, I, I, I swear to God, like, I was leaving a job interview when I made the decision, like, y'all, I want to do comedy. Okay, okay. Question for you. So you just felt always that's that's just what you wanted to do, um, or was it that moment you went to job interview and, and just like, hey, you know what? This is something better for me. Uh, so it was really after the job interview. I think it was like, I think it was like that whole process of like, I don't know, like not having direction. And then in that moment when he when he says it, it's like, dang, bro, this is something that I used to say passionately. It just reminded me like, dang, bro, this is something that I really wanted to do. Like, let's try it out. You know, like, let's see if we're good at it. You know, I'm like, I know I'm talented. And, and, and you know, lo and behold, here we are seven years later, uh, eight years later, seven years. Yeah, seven, seven bubbles. And we're still building. Okay. And that's what I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you, so how long have you, you know, I know folks want to get some of these uh, basic questions out the way. How long have you been doing comedy? So you said seven to eight years? Yeah, yeah, about seven to eight years. Okay. Now, how do you come up with your material? Uh... Man, it's just real life. I like to talk about real life scenarios, real life things, you know, things I see, things I notice, 
you know, stuff that's happened to me, stuff that's happened to other people that I may have seen. You know what I mean? I, 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 I'm I'm a very topical comic, if that makes sense. You know, okay. so I just talk about stuff that I observe and see different topics. Stuff like that. Okay. So how how has this whole pandemic and, and the COVID experience um, affected you and, and being a comedian? I know some places are not open like they used to be. Um, how has this whole experience affected you? Um, well, you know, much like myself and a bunch of the people who just said to themselves, like, yo, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm passionate about. You know, I'm coming up through the ranks. You know, I believe that I'm talented enough to do this for a living, you know, um, I didn't, you know, and I, I, I don't punch a clock. I don't have like a nine to five per se, you know, stand up is what I do like full time, you know. And so when the pandemic originally hit, everything is snatched, you know. And so if you think about it, like between, you know, bookings, people calling me, emailing me, reaching out and saying, hey. I want you to come here and perform for this amount of whatever, or you know, me curating my own shows or me selling merchandise, or even you know, some of the background work that I do to help book other shows or to like you know, give advice and consulting work like all of that just stop, wow. you know. And, and it's like, you know, I, man, yo, I didn't get no stimulus check, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like. And, and like it, it wasn't no unemployment for me, like you know. So, I, man, I, I like I, I, I was very depressed. Like I start, man, I was moving furniture and shit. <laughs> I, man, I started, I started doing whatever I could. You know what I mean? Because it's like, yeah, I, ain't, I ain't gonna be broke, right? You know what I mean? So I, I was doing, doing whatever, moving job, drive for lift, like I was doing whatever. You know That's what I'm saying? True. But you know. Um, and so I just randomly had this idea. I'm like, uh, well, it's, it's, it's crazy, man. I was already thinking that I wanted to do a show, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sitting with, a, I'm sitting at this guy's like spot. He's like, bro, like everything shut, shut down. We could throw a show at my, at my spot. I'm like, eh. he's like, bro, no, no, no. he convinces me. I'm like, all right, I'm going to just do it. Start promoting the show. It's a secret low location. You get the address when you buy a ticket. Two ways, forty people each ticket. I'm about, I'm about, almost sold out. The, the day before, he tells me like, we can't do it. Oh, this is in like, this is in like April or May, maybe like May or something like that. Oh, maybe. It's like May, yeah, like May or June. So I'm like, like it's this crazy, you know. It's so now I got all these people money, right? I done book comics last minute. I done paid for a flyer to come out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I did all this stuff. I had to find another venue. Luckily, so uh, the like theme of the show was like a smoking show. It was like a it was like a 420 friendly event. So I had to find another venue. And the venue had to be 420 friendly. Mm. I found the venue. 420 friendly? Yeah, yeah, 420 friendly. Yeah, you know what that is. 
So, um, you know, so I found the venue within the 24 hours, moved the show, and started doing two different shows. I just contacted everybody, combined the shows, did one show, right? Okay. Those guys, I don't ever get to talk like this. I'm not, I, you know, name and name ain't for men. Those guys, after they saw, you know, how we put it together, how we executed, they attempted to charge me three times more than I paid the first time, as well as cutting off two modalities that I used to get money during the event. Mm. So that left me like a little dead for a second. I'm like, dang, you feel me? Like I can't, I can't kick out all that money to not be able to make it back. Like it's like it ain't gonna work, you know. Okay. So then I'm like, all right, what do we do? Reach out to um, a friend of mine who manages a couple hookah hookah lounges. You know, most of the hookah lounges are like in the county. Right. Uh, it's two hookah lounges that ain't closed the whole pandemic. I'm talking about they, they've been open every night till 3 a.m. Every wow. night. Yeah, these, these niggas is crazy. If Corona is around, it's in there. i tell you that much right now. It's, 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 either it's in there or it's been in there. That nigga been it. But, uh, you know, so long story short, uh, reach out to my guy. Uh, we work a deal out. And, and so, uh, Rich, for about maybe five or six minutes, uh, I'm going to continue, you know, we're going to continue to have a discussion. However, uh, so I, I, I have another last minute gig, so I need to change. So I'm going to turn my camera off for about five or six minutes. We'll keep talking. Okay. Um, okay. But so long story short, you know, I link up, I link up with the uh, guys at the hookah lounge. We do... We start throwing one show every other week. Um, we do that for probably a month. The shows are selling out crazy, and it's like limited capacity, you know. So I'm literally turning people away. I'm like, yo, like, you know, like no more tickets, you know. Mm-hmm. So we get it to a point. I'm like, you know what? Let's just do two shows to accommodate everybody. And so we could all be be safe, you know. Yeah. We start doing the two shows. That goes okay. That guy like he see eyes going on, and he like he like hit me over the head again. Now some more money. Just that and the third involved. So, so let me ask you. Know let me pause you for a second. So it sounds like COVID is you know as we take this 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 road here, like a lot of things was happening. Um, and again, you don't always see that the, what the insides and outsides, because I just recently, you know, was at one of your shows, which was a, a, a well, uh, in terms of capacity, it was handled very well. It, it was COVID friendly. Uh, it was safe. And it was, um, it, it would look like a really, it was a really good time. So it seemed like COVID at, initially it started and hit you hard. And now hard, maybe in the up, it's more in an upswing, would you say? Yeah, man. So, uh, you know, not many people have things going on or platforms or videos. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, 
that are going on, you know, gotcha. actual live shows. And so, you know, since I've found a way uh, to be consistent, you know, I think that's like what the moral of the story, you know, is that I've just continued to find a way to be consistent. Right. And that's paid off really, really well right now for me, okay. uh, you know, because I have a really, really consistent weekly show at an actual comedy club. So that's what's dope. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good. Um, we got a question from uh, a viewer um, that, so we'll, we'll, you know, every so often we'll get viewers and they'll, they'll chime in. So one sure. question, they say, um, how do you find your direction in life? But before we get to that, Sir Alex, um, would you define comedy as an art form? Yes, Co comedy, not, not only would I say it's an art form, I'll say that it's really one of the most difficult and one of the most like tedious art forms. You know, mind you, I do spoken word poetry. You know, mind you, a lot of my family are musicians and different things to, the, to that nature. I'm always around art. But the art of comedy is, 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 is incredible, man. I really love the art form of comedy. How, so the, once you get your material, how do you, how do you practice your material? Is that something that you do? I don't know, look in the mirror. How do you, how do you practice your material? I mean, you know, uh, uh, the best practice is, you know, in the game and, you know, that game may not be, uh, uh, where it, really cost you you know so we go to open mics you know we go to different shows and do a guest spot work and, and you know um a very very talented comic once told me that a joke is never really finished no matter how long you've had a joke like you can always add something or change a word around or this that or the third you know what i'm saying to really make the joke uh stand out okay Who's some of your favorite comics? Did you mention that? Who's some of your, your favorite comedians? Oh, man. Uh, so for me, it's definitely Dick Gregory, uh, Dave Chappelle, um, Godfrey is hilarious. Um, it's a guy named Smokey. Uh, there's a gentleman here in Baltimore, man, Larry Lancaster. Larry is hilarious. Um, and Larry was on my show. Larry actually was one of the first comedians ever ever on my show when we was actually at the Be Exposed radio station. We was actually, you know, indoors. Larry's the very first uh, comedian I had on the show, and he, he did point me in the direction of a couple of some local talents, um, like like yourself as well. So that's that's something to, to point out. Wow, yeah, man. Larry is like the OG, man. Larry is the OG. Yeah. And then, so someone said, "Every everyone is funny. Being on stage is something different. Would you agree with that?" Right. And so, the being on stage is where it becomes the art form. Gotcha. Right. And so, imagine this. Right. Imagine you are a R and B singer. You create a album. You tour doing those songs, those albums, the same thing every night. That's fine. That's a song. Right. Imagine you are a poet. You put you a collection of poems together that you create a good following. You travel the country doing your poems. Cool. They love it. Comedy is different because now I've developed a set. I've developed a fan base. I got to go and say the same thing every time. I mean, I know where the laughs are, but I got to say the same thing every time and make it seem like it's the first time saying it. 
Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, and so people yeah. don't understand that. They just sit there and wait for it and enjoy it, you know? And so oftentimes as comics are coming up, you know, you may hear a comic say the same joke once or twice. But like I say, you know, they're working on that joke. They're building that joke so that one day they could put it inside of a special or, you know what I mean, get it on to like a TV or a major platform, a Netflix or something like that, you know? I want to I want to take a step. Um, so so again, folks watching and, and listening and tuning in, we are live here on Be Exposed Radio, living a rich life uh, with your host, me, the one and only Rich James. We have Sir Alex, comedian. Um, Alex, Sir Alex, let me ask you this question because, you know, one, I know you're handling some business um, and you're a little more laid back, right? I've seen you, right. I've seen you stand up and I got to say again, I did not stop laughing the whole time you were on stage. And that's, that's just 100% real. No sugar coating, no booty kissing, none of that. Okay. I'm telling you straight up. It was just hilarious. And, you know, you're a little more relaxed, you know, and again, you're kind of handling some business. Um, do people expect you to be funny all the time? Man, that really has become like my life's enigma. Okay. You know what I mean? Because it's right. like it's like once you meet somebody that you know, like they play basketball, you like, nigga, I could beat you. Check up. You know what I'm saying? So like when you meet somebody that's like a comic, it's always like, nigga, you're not funny. Show me you funny, or check out this joke. You should say this, or. Tell me a joke right now. You know what I mean? And it's like, bro, like, you know, like this is an art form. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's always different. Okay. Okay. Um, how, how do you deal with hecklers? Um, really, I've, I've learned to try to avoid it becoming quote unquote offense. So when it like starts, I really ask them, leave me alone. Leave me alone, bro. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to tell my jokes, you know, because at that point, it's, I'm really letting you know, like, I don't want no arguments with you. So that if I do have to roast you, it's like you brought that on yourself. Like, I just asked you to leave me alone. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just asked you to leave, leave me alone four, four times in front of all of these people, and you ain't listen. So now they like, he said leave him alone. He, right. All he wanted to do is tell him, tell his jokes. You ain't tell him, tell his jokes. So now he got to get you. I wanted to, I wanted to hear the jokes. I can't even hear. You know what I'm saying? So it's like getting the crowd on my side. That like, if I gotta go ahead and roast them, I need them with me. You know what I'm saying? Because they have to laugh. Because at the end of the day, my job is not to roast him. My job is to be funny. You know what I'm saying? Right. And uh, heckler is impeding me from doing my job. Right. That make that. Make, I mean, that makes man? sense. I got. I never actually thought about that. Um, that, that that makes sense. I used to do some comedy back in the days, way way back in the days, and decided I need to do something different, and uh, worked in mm. corporate in corporate America because uh, at that point in time I was a lot younger. I'm not I'm not as young as I look. <laughs> um, were you ever considered uh, the the classroom joker? Uh, always, man. Always. So it's ultimately in your in your nature to to be a comedian. Yeah, man, it's it's like everybody who who may not have seen me for a long time who comes across me, they're always like, they're always like, bro, like, you know, it makes sense. I always knew you could do that. You know what I mean? Like, now that they see that I'm doing comedy, it's like, you know what, yo, that makes sense. Yo, you always was funny, you know? And so that's cool. 
And so sometimes what I've learned is because, you know, everything in a laughing manner, like you said, like you was just saying, like, yo, you so chill, you know, but like, you know, so like everybody ain't everything all the time, you know, like a stripper ain't twerking 24-7, you know? Uh, it depends on what strippers you're talking about now. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Question. Um, what's the best thing about being a comedian? That that came from one of our viewers. Um, honestly, for me, man, I like the joy of being on stage, man. Being on stage, it just, it really makes me happy and it brings me joy. You know, it's like... You know, seeing people laughing, having everybody laughing at the same thing, whether it's me talking about a problem or something I went through or whatever it is, it's like, yo, I know we all thinking about the same thing. We all laughing at the same thing. And we just say here, and that's beautiful to me. Like, that's my favorite thing. Okay. Uh, another question. Uh, you know, we uh, I love the interaction between my guests that, that watch um, they have some excellent questions. So course, again, we sometimes on. veer away from what living a rich life want to talk about because again, at the end of the day, as you mentioned, it's about our guests watching and, and tuning in. Um, we have a, a, a one of our viewers says enigma. Great word. How does vocabulary tie into comedy? Um, a lot of different ways because some you know sometimes just. The same way in anything, comedy is a conversation with the crowd, you know, so ultimately, you know, I'm talking to however many people are in the in the crowd, I'm talking to all of y'all at one time. The thing is, the only response I'm looking for from y'all is laughter. You understand what I'm saying? Unless right. I'm specifically asking one person one thing like, excuse me, ma'am, excuse me, sir. Like, if I'm not exactly talking to you, all I want you to do is let me talk to you and what you find funny laugh at. Right, right. Now, I do want to shout out, right? So, again, I, I recently attended one of your shows. Again, it was hilarious. You had a lot of funny, you brought in a lot of funny uh, comedians. There was one, I believe, uh, Bruce, Dad, Bruce Daddy, uh, he was hosting. Yeah, Bruce Daddy. Yeah, Bruce that's Daddy. what I got. And when you talk about vocabulary, he said the word, and, and who uses the entire word? He said vibration. And he was talking yeah. about you know, telling folks some of the logistics of the show. So shouts out to Bruce Daddy. Um, and again, I, I believe he spoke very highly of you, Sir Alex, in terms of comedy. And like I said, it goes back to the whole vocabulary piece. He said vibration. And I start, I mean, I was laughing at that for a good minute because who, who uses that word? We usually say, you know, Put your phone on vibrator. <laughs> right, right, right. And so and so things like that are funny because it shows a comic's wit. Yeah. It shows that you that I chose to go deeper. You know, I could have said here, but I said Felicio. You know what I'm saying? You know, but it's like, okay, who knows what that is? You know what I mean? And then there's don't look confused, sir. I'll explain what it is. You understand what I'm saying? So it, it just opens up the door for so many things, you know? Absolutely. It goes back into the whole art form of things. We're rolling right. good questions. Again, we have Sir Alex, a comedian, been in the game for seven to eight years. Um, Sir Alex, um, please tell them your, your social media handle so they can, um, you know, follow you on Instagram, Facebook, you know, Twitter, 
all those uh, all platforms. Sure thing, sure thing, sure thing. So I'm on Instagram at S I R underscore Alex R. That's A L E X R. Um, I'm on Twitter at Alex Sir R or Alex Sir, I believe it is. Uh, I have a Sir Alex. Uh, uh, I don't like to say fan page, but you know, or just you know, a support and like a business page on Facebook. You know, I also have a personal page, so add me on my personal page, interact with me. I'm always on there. Uh, and that's Alex Robinson, spelled grammatically correct. If you can't spell Robinson, don't even follow me. <laughs> okay. Um, what's the, what's the best thing about being a comedian? Uh. Like us, man, being on stage, man, just the, like wielding. It's like a so you know how like you ever watch uh Star Wars? Absolutely, I'm a Trekkie. Okay, and so you know how like you know they had Jedi's and the Jedi's will wield the Force, and it's supposed to be in a proper manner. Did you wait a minute? Did you say Star Trek or Star Wars? I don't know. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> but it's basically like it's basically like a, it's basically like a comic having that force, you know, and so like just using it, just using that gift that God gave you, like just being on stage is the best thing. It's like it's like the, it's one of my favorite things. Man. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, oh man. What's the worst thing about being a comedian? Uh, being broke, man. When that when that phone ain't ringing, and it's like, you know, when you know you funny, and it's like, geez, man, I see these funny people doing their things, and these funny people doing their things, but my phone ain't ringing. You know, and it's like, man, I'm broke with this talent. What do I what do I do? Gotcha, gotcha. Um, is there anything that you just won't joke about, right? You know, I, I mentioned earlier here on Living a Rich Life, I generally steer away from politics. Um, again, focusing on things that will inspire folks, inform them, and just remind them to, to live that rich life, whatever that looks like to them. Um, is there anything that you just won't joke about? Uh, joke about? No, I'm probably going to joke about everything. And so that doesn't mean that I'm going to be like dogmatic about everything or like, you know what I mean? Like I'm super like, you know, like I'm because there's like humor and everything, mm. you know, and my job as a comic is to find the humor in it. You know what I mean? Like if you think about it, bro, Eddie Murphy has a joke about his little brother putting a toy in his butt. <laughs> right, right. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, ultimately, what is that joke about? What is he saying? You understand what I'm saying? Right, but it's right. funny. He's talking about it. Is he speaking his truth? What can you do? You know what I mean? And so I, I feel like that's comedy. You know, and comedy isn't always wild. It's not always extreme. You know, but you know, uh, I feel like a comic has a job to go out and get it. Like. You know, like, like, what's that far thing that people don't really talk about? Like, what's that elephant inside the room? 
like I, I feel like that's another beautiful thing. Being a true comic gives you the power to address the elephant in the room. And if it's funny, it's okay. But if you're just like, if there's no punchline attached to that shit, you're just saying like, you just an asshole. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you know, the wield of constructing a joke, you know, and, and having the boldness to address things, that's what makes, you know, uh, a comic great, you know? All right. Let's talk about uh, snaps and laugh. Oh man, sure. What um what where, where did that concept come from? And and again, so let me ask you because I normally ask folks where they're from. Where are you um originally from? So oh, I'm from so I'm from Baltimore. I'm from East Baltimore. Then I moved out Randallstown for a long bit. Uh, then from there, I moved to Las Vegas. Uh, once I started coming there, I moved to Atlanta first. I moved to Atlanta when I first started comedy, moved back to Baltimore, moved to Vegas, and now I'm back here again. Okay. Um, so tell us about Snaps and Left. Tell us a little bit about, you know, what brought that on? What is it about? Um, how'd you come um, up with the name, et cetera? Sure. Um, so, you know, like I was kind of saying, I, I do stand up comedy as well as spoken word poetry, you know? So just me being one artist, you know, wielding and working on and, and, and trying to learn two different crafts, and building upon two different crafts and two different art forms. It's like, I began to understand like, yo, these two art forms can go good together. Mm. Why, why do I understand that? Cause they go good together with me. Right. You know, like you know me more as a comic because that's where you've always seen me at. But there are people who may have only seen me perform poetry. So they're like, oh, okay, yeah, that's the poet dude. Or that's the guy that runs the poetry show. You understand what I'm saying? And so um, I just began to understand and think about it, just develop like, like if you think about it, poetry is a really healing type of art form. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And and if you think about it, comedy is also a healing type of art form because it's like I'm sharing my truth. You know, I'm talking about my life, I'm talking about what we all thinking, what we all going through. You know what I'm saying? Like you got, you got to feel it. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like laugh. Yeah. Right. And so that 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 same thought is like okay, boom. These are both healing art forms. You know, and so just me understanding that, I said, you know what? I would love to have a space where that's where they both can be displayed at the same time. Um, and what's crazy is, so I told I told a couple of my quote unquote OGs, like, yo, we should do this, you know, because I was helping them and and, and under their wings and tutelage, and I didn't really have a show or anything to that nature. You know, I'm just with them and just going to different open mics and things to that nature. So, like, yo, I got this idea that we should do something called Snaps and Laughs. Long story short, they like, nah, 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 we're just going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to do this. Uh, I got an opportunity to found me a little venue, and I just tried it out, and that was about four or five years ago, man, and... You know, Snaps and Laughs is still running now um, just as a monthly showcase only in Las Vegas. 
Uh, you know, speaking of the poetry, though, we'll be doing some poetry and having some poetry showcases in Baltimore bi-weekly uh, starting next month. Uh, so you guys can look out for that. But we definitely, you know, so in Baltimore, we just separated the snaps from the laughs. But okay. for about four years, everything that we did was snaps and laughs format. It was the poetry as well as the comedy. Okay. Uh, question came through. <laughs> To your uh, Star Trek, Star Wars, <laughs> are you more like Luke Skywalker or Darth Vader? In the comic, comic uh, game, I guess, right? Uh, I don't even know which one I would be because I don't know if I paid that much attention to them for real. I really got into it not too long ago after watching Man DeLorean. So, uh, man, DeLorean really made me interested. Like, I seen about it, know about it, but I'm a Mandalorian fan. So, oh, so you have some, you have some catching up to do because that's like uh, <clears throat> at the end of the day, that's like episode between six and eight, I believe. I mean, so yeah, there's a whole yeah. okay. I'm yeah, I'm behind. I'm really behind. <laughs> What's your most memorable moment in your career so far? Um, so I got to work with the biggest entertainer of our time. And so that was really, really pertinent for me. Like it was because I just, I got a chance to see, um, and so I was featured on, um, Kevin Hart's Heart of the City. And so, um, you know, just seeing him and working with him for those couple of moments that I did, I saw how attention to detail he was. You know, I even at 7 a.m., you know, him being very vibrant and, and, and just there because he understood, like, this is the job. Like, we're at work, and this is what we're supposed to do. You know what I mean? He wasn't big-headed. You know, he was like, all right, we are working together. Let's get this work done. Because ultimately, um, so... And it's like when I met Kev, he was filming four different things already. Mm. And they came and filmed, he filmed his episode, like his part of all of our episodes in one day. You know, so I believe that stuff like that just speaks to his work ethic, you know. And so me being able to see that and experience that firsthand, I think was prob will probably be like one of the most pivotal parts, right? pivotal things in my career. Understandably so. Again, like I said, folks sometimes don't see the hard work. They see the end product. They don't see all the, you know, the ins and outs that goes to, you know, like you said, even setting up a comedy show, being a part of a comedy show, you know, being a part of a radio show, all the ins and outs. They just see the end product. Um, so they don't see, you know, and so, and, and, and that's why, again, I want to give kudos to you. You know, because anybody that consistently does anything deserves, you know, kudos, man. Because people quit every every day. I, I, I appreciate that. I got to tell you, oh, I like to give a shout out to my team because I always, I, I can't do this alone. It, it goes with having a good team, right? I was about to say that's the best segue you could have ever made, man, because a lot of people believe that they are solo acts. 
right. you know, that magic that you just experienced a week or so ago at the, at the show wasn't a result of just me. You know, uh, because of how long I've been curating shows, I just understand from, you know, from the patron's perspective and from the comics' perspective. So, you know, hey, I have someone to seek you. You're not just lost when you walk in, you know, like... I don't know if you sniffed hard enough, but I bring my own air freshener in there and spray that before everybody can come in there. You know, my DJ brings more than enough speakers where you can't not hear us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just all of the amenities that you would look for as a patron. It's, it's not just me. You know, there's a very uh, a hospitable young lady at the door, you know, and if it was somebody at the door taking your money with an attitude, you like, I ain't spending my money there because the girl at the, attitude, at the door got her attitude. You know what I mean? So everything must be pleasant. And so it just speaks to, like you said, man, everybody needs a team. And so that's something that, like, I had to learn also, man, as just a business owner and as a person, really. Right. And, 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 and oddly enough, so hopefully you don't mind, because she was also, uh, well, I spoke to you directly when I came in, which I, I appreciate that, you know, it, it's nothing like, you know, the, the folks that you work with or you engage with. I'm, I'm a big component of that. You know, I actually had my first right. event in November and I greeted all my guests um, at the door, I mean, each and every guest. And again, it was COVID right. about 40 people, but I, 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 I literally met each one at the door and I, I appreciate you meeting me at the door. That was, that was, that's what's up. Um, question for you comes through what's the best type of audience and that's coming through um on the on the chat what's the best type of audience that you like to perform in front of um just people who ready to laugh mm-hmm. you know just, just i i don't think i've, I've done comedy and some pretty uh uh left field environments you know, and I've just learned if people, you know, if they're ready to laugh and they want to laugh, and they, you know, and the joke they're hitting right is going to be a good time. So, um, I've done shows in people's basements on a birthday party tip, you know, they book, you know, uh, and, and so I want to shout out, you know, some of the OG comics who've taken, took me, who brought me with them, you know, as they were booked, you know, they trusted my ability to say, okay, here, come and feature for me. This is a private gig I have, but I want you to come over and pay you, come over and go do that. And so I, I really appreciate something like that. Uh, comedians, the Leto, uh takes me on a lot of her gigs with her, and I appreciate her for that. Uh, comedian Maria Sanchez takes me on a lot of uh, her gigs. Uh, Cleon, the comedian, takes me on a lot of his gigs, so Appreciate that, man. I performed at some, uh, man. I try to perform at some crazy, crazy places, man. I know uh, one of the things we'll talk about is Little Labs. And so Little Labs sat me in some pretty crazy places. For, well, not crazy because everybody needs, you know, the joy of laughter, you know, right. but just un, maybe unconventional. Maybe that's the word I'm looking for. Okay. You know, I've done comedy in some pretty unconventional spaces. Right. So, you know, I don't I don't I don't have a particular group of people, you know, I have groups of people that I don't like. 
I don't like. I, yeah, I, I got a couple versions of people I don't like. And, and so, you know, those those people are the people who want to be those attention seekers. Mm. You know, I, I I'm really loud, and I'm you know, and I, I, I I'm coming in late, and I'm talking back like those people, like because they didn't come for comedy, right. You know what I mean? And so the people that come for the comedy and that really want to listen and have a good show, I love those people. Yeah. I don't care what you are. I don't care if you got one leg, no legs, white, black, I fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I don't have a, I don't have a preference. Makes, makes sense. It, it all makes sense. Um, a few more things here before, before we wrap up here. What are your feelings about the industry in general? In terms of comedy, what you know, what's what's your, your feelings about the comedy industry as it is right now? You know, <clears throat> excuse me, because so, we lost we lost before you get in, but we lost a lot of, you know, we lost a lot of comedians, you know, recently, folks that I mean, just phenomenal comedians. Um, so, what's what's your feelings about the industry as it is right now, comedy? It's funny that you that you use the word feelings, man. Um, I just embrace the lesson further, you know, something that we all know, like, you know, ain't no money in your feelings. And so, you know, feelings and business don't really mix. Mm. You know, my job is to look at the game, analyze the game, find out where I fit in and do that really, really well. You know, um, you know, to speak to, like you said, you know, some really, really awesome, legendary comics, you know, no longer being here with us. You know, like I said, just kind of go back to understanding, you know, like when one person retired, it makes space for another great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and the next great ain't worried about who retired and who doing what. They focus on trying to be great. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, just understanding that, like, you know, and, 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 and that's, and that's no, with no malice towards anybody. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like, ultimately, like you say, man, the game is a game. We can't hate them. You know, can't hate the players. You're supposed to hate the game. Absolutely. We are playing the game. Absolutely. 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 Um, if you could say anything to those that are interested or trying to get into the, uh, in, try to get into comedy, what what advice would you give those individuals trying to get into comedy? Stay on stage. Yeah. Stay, yeah. Just stay on stage. No, and I, I, I am. I'm still. A, I'm still a pup in the in the game. Technically, you know, but. I got everything I got standing on stage. Any any stage it is, don't rush for that money. Mm-hmm. Get funny, you know. I mean, definitely don't be pimped and learn business. And learn all of those things. Definitely learn. This is very pertinent. But be funny, you know. Stay on stay on stage, man. Sweet. Well, I, I want to say, Sir Alex, I want to thank you for spending your time with us. I think that's a good way to, to close out those willing and, and, and ready to to get into comedy. You know, you hear it first and foremost here at Be Exposed Radio. 
here on Living a Rich Life. You know, stay on stage, stay focused, keep your grind on. So I want to thank you for sharing your story. Um, and, and I hope, right. I believe you inspired some folks that are watching. Hopefully so, man. Listen, I love you. I love everybody listening, everybody watching. You know, hopefully we can chop it up again. You know, any any Sunday, y'all free. Pull up on me at Sunday's Comedy, at Sully's Comedy Cellar. You know, that's 9306 Hoffer Road. You know what I mean? Bring your match to have some laughs with me. Nice. Well, we we, we definitely going to, you'll definitely see uh, more of me and my team uh, to come check you out because again, it, we we just we just pump. We love you, and we we enjoy it. So uh, just stick around because we're gonna close it out. What I like to call is living a rich life. Uh, our closing remarks. Uh, so once again, um, I, I do want to say shouts out to uh, Morgan Colbert. Um, she was unable to make it today. Um, she was feeling sick. She is the CEO of Plus Fashions. It is a black-owned boutique. A young up and coming young CEO, and she has some fabulous stuff. Plush um, is Plus Fashions, and you can find her on Instagram at Plush Fashions. Um, so, with that being said, I like to close out with you know a, a famous Rich James quote. Um, you know, life is about experiences. Believe and focus on what you want out of life, and then become it. Whatever you want in life, you first have to be it. So keep that in mind. Continue to be inspired. Continue to live a rich life. Once again, this is Living a Rich Life with Rich James here on Be Exposed Radio. I want to thank you for watching. Thank you for tuning in. For those that sent questions to Sir Alex, um, thank you for engaging with him. Funny brother. Until next time, take care. See you again.